Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill. We have another good program for you today, and just want to let you know, if you look on the main page of our podcast, no matter which platform you're looking at or listening to us today, you should be able to see our email address that's available to you now. That is holdingfasttofaith at outlook.com. Once again, the email address is holdingfasttofaith at outlook.com. Email us your questions about the podcast. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know that it's helping you, that it's enhancing your faith. Ask us questions about scripture. You can send in prayer requests, but use that email address. We would love to hear from you. Now, today's message comes from a question, and uh, the question was, how do I know that I can be pleasing to God? So we are going to cover today the scriptures in the Bible that lets us know how we can be pleasing to God and kind of point you in the right direction to let you know and encourage you the lifestyle that you need to be living to make sure that you are pleasing to God and the things that you need to be doing. <clears throat> so if we first look, we're going to start off in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. So if you have your Bible, if you have your iPad, however you're looking at scripture today, if you have Professor Google, whatever you're looking at, First uh, Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as he does in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, it is better to obey than to sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of the rams. So he's saying it's better to obey him than to sacrifice, it's better to listen to him than it is to give him the fat of the rams, the, the sacrifices that was made to him. So Samuel, Samuel is telling us here that the Lord wants us to obey his voice and listen to his direction. So the first thing we need to know is how to listen to God, and that is reading the Bible. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. It also says that Jesus was the word of God come in the flesh and walked among us. So we need to understand that God's voice, his instructions, the thing that we need to listen to is the word of God. So we need to get into the Bible and read it. We don't know what God is saying to us. We can't hear him if we're not reading the Bible. So we need to get the word of God in us so that it can transform us by the renewing of our mind and we can understand what God wants from us before we can obey. If we don't know what he wants, we don't know how to follow his instructions. So read the word of God. That's very important for us. First Samuel 15, 22, it is better to obey him and to listen to him than to give him sacrifices. So if we look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, we see that God was pleased with Jesus because of the life that Jesus was living. Jesus was setting the example that we are supposed to follow. And Jesus was doing the things that he was sent to this earth to do by the father. And in Matthew 17, verse five, while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud came over them and a voice out of the cloud, which said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased 
listen to him. So God was pleased with the actions and the lifestyle that Jesus was doing. He was sent to do the things that he was doing. God knew that he was doing the things he was supposed to do. He was living the life, setting the example, and following his instructions. He was pleased with him. So if we live the life he tells us to do, if we follow his instructions, he is pleased with us. So we need to understand that doing the things that God wants us to do is what pleases him. Now, I want to go first and foremost. This may seem like we're backing up and starting over a little bit, but the first thing that you have to do in order to please God, you actually have to believe that he exists. I know there's a lot of people out there that thinks that that's kind of stupid to think, well, I don't, I don't know how anybody wouldn't believe that God don't exist, but there's a lot of people out there that does not believe in a God at all. But Hebrews chapter 11, verse six tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? For he that comes to God must first believe that he exists. How can you come to God and speak to him and bring your petitions to him if you don't believe he exists? So that's kind of like a prerequisite is believing in him first. And the second thing in this scripture is you have to believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently, not just randomly or need him when you have trouble, but he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, those are kind of like prerequisites to faith. Well, you first got to believe in him. Then you got to believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then the scriptures that we talked about earlier, you've got to listen to him and obey his voice and follow his instructions. So that's a good opener. We're going to take a break and we're going to come right back and uh, pick up where we left off. So don't go anywhere. What's up, everybody? Just letting you know that the Wide Oak Grove Church of God always has a place for you. There's a youth group class, young adults class, and teaching just for those who have recently gave their heart to Christ. Located at 2286 Oak Grove Road, Deckard, Tennessee. Come on out and join us. See what God is doing in the Wide Oak Grove Church of God. Sunday school starts at 10 a.m. and worship service at 11. I hope to see you Sunday morning. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. We are talking about what it takes to be pleasing to God and how how do I know that I'm pleasing God? So we're going to pick up again in the book of Hebrews. We're going to chapter 13 in the book of Hebrews, verse 20 and 21. So starting out with verse 20, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, look at verse 21, make you perfect in every good work to what? Do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So the God of peace that brought Jesus Christ from the dead through his blood 
He makes you perfect in every good work that you are doing his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing. So the first thing is getting Christ in us and having Christ work out of us. And the God of peace that brought Christ from the dead and we accept Christ in us, he, Christ works in us and we learn the word of God and we learn to do the works that God wants us to do through Christ. And the first work is to receive him as Lord and Savior. That is pleasing to God more than anything else is that he says, I don't will that anyone should perish, but that all should come to the salvation of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So he's saying here to do his will is to receive Christ. And so that is, that's probably the most important thing we can do beyond believing that God exists is to believe on Christ. Jesus said, you believe in the father, believe also in me because he's the one who sent me. So I want to look at another scripture. Uh, we're going to go up to Romans chapter eight, <clears throat> because one of the, one of the worst things that we can do is to remain in our earthly state, remain in our carnal mind and Never let the power of Christ change our life. Never let the word of God change our life. So there are a lot of people, Paul even, Paul even called the church out at one time and called them carnal Christians <clears throat> because they would not let the, the spirit of the Lord transform them. They would not learn to walk in the spirit. So Romans chapter eight, verses six through eight, Starting in verse six, for to be carnally minded is death. So first off, you, you cannot remain carnal. You cannot remain with an earthly mindset and not let the word of God transform your mind and renew your mind and give you a new lifestyle. You have to get out of that old man mentality for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace the life and life more abundantly that christ came to give us is in the spirit it's not in the flesh if we don't walk in the spirit we can't even praise and worship god because god is a spirit we have to be spiritual we have to be born of the spirit when we when we invite christ into our life we become live again spiritually because our spirit was dead because of what happened in the garden of eden and we were born into sin and our spirit was dead. <clears throat> our spirit becomes alive when we receive Christ. And then we start walking out the life that Christ wants us to walk. And that brings us peace, like Romans 8 and chapter, or chapter 8, verse 6 is saying here. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. In other words, it contrasts God's desire for us. It goes directly against what he wants for us. The carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. So he doesn't want us to be carnally minded. If we are carnally minded, we pay no attention to the law of God and the things that he wants for us. So verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh, look at this, cannot please God. That's right there in Romans 8, verse 8. So if you are in the flesh and you remain carnally minded in your carnal way of thinking, 
the old man must die out. And I don't mean death to the flesh and, and go have a funeral. I mean, you have to let your old man die back mentally. You cannot live the mental life that you've lived before. You have to renew your mind with the word of God. You have to let Christ come in and change you. And there's some things in your life when you become a Christian that the word of God starts telling you, hey, let's put this away now. You've, you've grown enough in my word. I've shown you in my word that this needs to go. This is not good for your life. You should stop doing this. And that's the Bible doesn't give you a absolute list of those things because there's so many things out there that you could do that is not healthy for you specifically that God would not want you to do because it may be harmful to your life. It may be keeping you away from him. It could be causing uh, health issues. Uh, it could be causing relationship issues. There's all kinds of things that actions that we all do are not well for us when we become Christians and God's word tells us as we read the word and we get Christ growing inside of us, there's a point in time to where the spirit of God speaks to our heart and says, lay that down, stop doing it. You don't need that anymore. That's not beneficial to you or your spirit or your relationship with me. Lay it down and walk away from it. Don't come back to it again. So what's what's saying here in Romans chapter eight, verse eight, those that are in the flesh cannot please God. If the if the spirit of God wants you to lay some things down and get out of the carnal mind and get into spiritual things and be pleasing to him and you refuse to lay those carnal things down, regardless of what it is, if you refuse to lay those carnal things down. You will never please God. That's what the scripture's saying. So we're going to take another break and we're going to come back and talk some more on this subject. So don't go anywhere. I'm Brian Chris, lead pastor at River of Life Ministries in Nestle Springs, Tennessee. I want to personally invite you to experience Jesus with us. And we meet every Sunday morning at 10 and 11 a.m. We also meet every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. for a Bible study. We want you to experience Jesus with us, and we want to invite you to come be with us. 106 Spring Creek Road, Estill Springs, Tennessee. Like our Facebook page, also join our community page at River of Life Ministries. Hope to see you there soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. We are on the subject of what can I do to be pleasing to God, and how do I know that I'm pleasing God? And our last segment, we were talking about being carnally minded and how that separates us from God and keeps us from pleasing God. Uh, we was reading Romans chapter 8, verse 6, to be carnally minded is death. Verse 8, so they that are in the flesh cannot please God. It's very important that we understand that if we live in the flesh, we cannot by any circumstance be pleasing to God. <clears throat> so we have to make sure that we find out what the word of God wants us to do, the things that he wants us to be doing in the spirit. But most of all, 
we need to find out some things that we need to leave behind that we were used to doing when we were yet sinners and old man not saved by grace and not under the blood of Jesus Christ. So here's what we need to look at in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. I'm going to start this one out in verse 19 because this tells us what the works of the flesh are and how they manifest in your life and they cause death and destruction. <clears throat> so verse 19 of Galatians chapter 5, now the works of the flesh are manifest. They, they come to full fruition in your life and these are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have always told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. <clears throat> so, Things that are on this list, we have to search our heart and search our spirit, make sure that things that are part of our life that's on this list needs to be put under the blood and ask God to help us get rid of it, get it out of our life. It's important that we get, that we get beyond these things and become what God wants us to do. So we need to take authority over this list of things in our life. Well, I've had questions asked me, well, why, what is idolatry? That is anything you put above God. It, it could be your money, your car, your wife, your girlfriend, your house, anything that you spend more time and worship and, and just really put your eyes on it and focus on it and go, oh, I just love that car. Oh, just look at her. My girlfriend is so beautiful. I just worship the ground she walks on. Well, that kind of stuff is turning her into an idol, turning that car into an idol. And that's idolatry, <clears throat> witchcraft, hatred, variance. I know there's probably going to be someone ask about some of these things. So if we look at the word lasciviousness, lasciviousness is a lustful or lewd quality that arouses sexual desire. So that is when someone looks at you, someone carries around. If you notice people, when they just look at you, they they act like they're trying to lure you into them sexually. That is lasciviousness. They have that look that they just want to draw you in and have their way with you. So that, that is an evil spirit that tries to draw you into adultery and fornication. Lasciviousness. So variance. A, a variance <clears throat> is something that you just constantly bring disagreement between what is actually written. You try to, so many people do that about the Bible today. Uh, how the Bible is written is twisted and turned and rewritten so many ways to get it to look like what they want it to look like. So they, they have a variance. They keep varying off of what the truth is and they argue the Bible. That's a variance. Emula emulations is in when you want to be like someone else. It can be harmless in some ways, but it is constantly intimidating someone else or, or acting like something else. Uh, wrath, strife, seditions, 
sedition is an incitement of of uh, resistant. Uh, so, like if you're resisting God's authority, that's that's the word that uh, the definition that's being used in this word is resisting God's authority is sedition. Heresy is something that um, where you just absolutely reject the doctrine, reject what's being said. So uh, the only other word here that I think we may not know is revelings. So revelings is to just take pleasure or to wallow in a success or just go overboard in taking pleasure in having success. <clears throat> so all these things that's on this list, we should not have in our life. It's unpleasing to God. And if you look at the end of verse 21, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm going to ask all you listeners that's listening today to search yourself, look inside your spirit, look inside your heart. And if anything in Galatians 5, verse 19 through 21 is going on in your life, you're not being pleasing to God. And these are the things that we as Christians need to work on. <clears throat> now, if there's folks out there listening, hasn't invited Christ into your life yet, these are the things that will take you to hell. These are the things that will destroy your soul and your spirit for eternity. You'll have no chance whatsoever of seeing heaven or getting into the kingdom of God with these things in your life. You have to accept Christ in your heart and let him deal with you. Let him work on you. There's, I, and listen, I'm not one of these guys that's going to tell you that when you get up from an altar, or when you get through praying a prayer, that a magic wand is going to be waved over you and all this stuff is going to disappear out of your life instantly. That doesn't happen. What happens is Christ comes in, you start reading the Bible, you start listening to him, you start following his spirit and his leadership and let him guide you away from these things. That's something that takes work and it takes time. So don't expect everything to just be a, a bed of roses and the sun shining all the time. It takes reading the word and letting God come in and do this work. If you could have fixed all this stuff yourself, there'd be no need for our Lord and Savior. God will fix these things in you over time at his time and his purpose. But you need to know that these things are not pleasing to him and you will not inherit the kingdom of God if these things are in your life. So if you if you haven't received Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you before we leave so that you can receive him. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. And if you believe this in your heart and you sincerely pray this prayer, we believe that you receive Christ in your life and he becomes your savior and you become born again and you become alive to the spirit, just like we started off in this message. So pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need you to come into my life and change me. I need you to enter into my heart, become my savior and refresh my spirit and change me, Lord, and save me. I believe that God has raised you from the dead and I believe on you and I believe that your sacrifice on the cross was my payment for my sins. And I accept that as my payment for sins right now by faith in you, Lord. And I believe that I am saved according to your word right now. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you've got our email address, holdingfasttofaith at outlook.com. Send us an email and give us a praise report and let us know that you received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let us know that these um, programs are helping your life and helping you. 
those of you that uh, are Christians listening to this broadcast, send us an email as well and let us know that uh, these programs are helping you and they're uplifting you. Send us questions, something that you uh, have struggled with in the Bible that you don't understand. Maybe we can preach it or maybe we can teach it and maybe I can bring a guest speaker on the program that can clarify it for you. But we'd love to hear from you so that we know what you're going through and we can help you with it. God bless you for listening today, and we hope to be with you on our next episode. Hello, everyone. I would like to let you know that you are welcome at the White Oak Grove Church of God. Our Sunday school services are at 10 a.m., followed by worship service at 11 a.m. Wednesday night Bible study starts at 6.30 p.m. each week. We are located at 2286 Oak Grove Road, Deckard, Tennessee. Come on out and worship the Lord with us and be a part of what God is doing at the White Oak Grove Church of God.